Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
God bless you. Uh, we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, it's more than a privilege. And um, with um, an appreciative heart to, to be standing here this morning. Amen. And then um, God bless you, Pastor. We, we thank you. We thank the church, your prayers, and May God richly bless you. <clears throat> I've been given a, a piece of paper here. Maybe I'll do injustice if I don't read it. But Brother Simu said, no, you must read this one. Um, and then it reads, uh, Shalom Saints. Uh, it's from Brother Chimeta. God bless you, sisters and brothers. God bless you, maybe. Um, and it says, um, help me to rejoice uh, uh, my mother left the ZCC to come in the faith. So God is good. This more than 10,000 worlds. God bless you all. So brother Chimeza, God bless you, my brother. It's, a, it's, it's really a blessing to, to have your mother in the faith. Really, it's, it's, it's a great thing. So God bless you. Um, so let us just um, read our Bibles and one small brother Chimeza step forth after reading and just say a word of prayer for the wait. Amen. So turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 14. We just read only two verses and from there we go to Proverbs chapter 19. We read only one verse <clears throat> for our title this morning. So Acts chapter 19, verse, I mean chapter 14, sorry, um, verse 19. <clears throat> and the Bible says, if you've got it, in verse 19, Acts chapter 14, and there came theta certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he has been dead. <clears throat> In verse 20, the Bible says, How bad, as the disciples stood around about him, he arose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Dave. So, and let's read Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. And then if you've got it, the Bible says in verse 21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. Step forth, my brother, and just say a word of prayer Father. Here are your children. Yes, Lord. That have endured the contradiction of the sinners and they've gathered, showing that they are taking sides with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. In everything that is happening, as we have heard in the scripture, it is your word that shall stand at last. Yes, Lord. Mighty God, with this word you have created the heavens and earth. With this word, you have spoken everything into existence. 
as this word is going to be preached, mighty God, even when you were doing the teachings, the miraculous was happening. Yes, Lord. We do have a burden, Lord Jesus Christ, for our loved ones that have backslidden. Mm. I pray that while this sermon is going on, through these waves, they might also pick up something yes, that can drive them back to the faith of Let God. it be, Father, it's our prayer. If that desire is accomplished, as it is written in the scriptures, mm. it will be a sweet thing to us all. Yes, Lord. May you address each and every one. Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot ask for what we want only, but we want what you want to tell us, today, yes, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. For that word of correction will keep us in that narrow path, Mm. And will also endure the contradiction of the sinners. Yes, Lord. Our minds will not be overtaken by the lies of the world. Yes, Lord. Even those that are criticizing this message. Yes, Lord. My Father, we want to thank you for this glorious gospel. Thank you, Lord. We cannot find anything to substitute this one. This is the special thing that you have given unto us in this mm. day. May you anoint the preacher, oh God. Yes, dear God. Circumcise the ears that are going to hear, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, dear God. Even their hearts. Mm. Even our eyes, may you anoint them with thy eyes, self, oh yes, God. Lord. This I ask and commit everything to thee. After this service is done, mm. we want to also do like those of Amos. Yes, Lord. Did not our heart bear as you are speaking with us. Mm. We want to go home rejoicing. Yes, Lord. If they be in spirit of stashiness and yes, Cast it away, O oh Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. We are not casting away the trust that we have in this way. Yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, For Lord. it is got a great recompense. Mm. We love you, mighty God. Mm. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you, my brother. You may be seated. Once more, we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the Bible says, I just want a few minutes of your time here. The Bible says in close this one in um, Proverbs 19, verse 21. There are many devices in a man's heart, and in another version, it says there are many plans in a man's heart. <clears throat> but it says, nevertheless, the purpose of God shall prevail. So in other words, now we need to understand the purpose of our lives as individuals. And for that, I want to call my title this morning, Discovering God's Purpose. <clears throat> Understanding our purpose, not only as people, but as God's children. And that will give us faith when you walk in this journey, the Christian journey. Now, in the message, the identified masterpiece of God, preached in 1964, December the 5th, paragraph 60. <clears throat> then he says, I quote, He has a purpose in your life, each individual, that no one else on the face of the earth can take your place. God has got something for you. You are made like that. You did you you were did that way 
for a purpose. God is sovereign in his work. Things, he does things different and we are different from one another. In 61 he says, we notice in the life, in the animal life, we find out in the animal life there is one animal God made a beast of burden like the horse and he has to work. And the cow is a sacrifice. And but the lion and the tiger roams the forest without any labor or anything. He made a great big animal like an elephant and then made a little bitty fellow like a mouse. Now who is there to tell God what to do and how to do it? He does it his own way. And he makes the mountains. And the same God makes the deserts. He makes the seas. He makes the plains. He makes one of the tree, hardwood, palm, and so forth. He does it. 63. He makes men different. He gives us each one a different place. And a palm tree can never be a hickory. A hickory tree can never be a palm. Nobody can take your place. And you shouldn't try to take anybody else's place. Because you are an individual to God. And God has a purpose for you. He made you thus, you say. Why did he do it? He is sovereign. He's got a reason for it being that way. But we find out that we are all gathered by the weight. In heaven, we look, we look at the celestial bodies. The Bible says that even one star differs from the other. There is Cyrus and different ones, and Mars and Jupiter, and all those different ones, they differ from one the other. The sun differs from the moon, and the moon from the stars, and there is angels such as the seraphims, the cherubims, and angels and great angels in degrees. And even in the new world to come, the kings of the earth bring their honor into the city. We are always going to be that way, because God is not a a, a sars and, and rubak harmony house. He is a God of variety. He makes one, one way, one another. But we must serve in the, in the way that God has made us and be glad and stay behind his word. That is the way God did it. And it pleased God when he created a human being. Whatever that God has created, he doesn't create things for fun like us. Whatever that God has done, he has done for a purpose. He has created you for a particular purpose. He made you a woman for a particular purpose. He made you a child for a particular purpose. He made you a man for a particular purpose. He made you whatever that you are for a particular purpose and to serve his own purpose. 
Now, if we can understand and discover our own purposes, especially when we are in God, then we will serve God with happiness. We will serve God with joy. Will serve God unconditionally. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether I'm, I'm all right this morning, whether I'm working or I'm not working, whether I'm a preacher or I'm not a preacher, but I have to understand that I have to come to church and raise my hands and serve God for a particular purpose. Because I've been created for a particular purpose. So I was listening to the pastor saying other people have been here for more than 10 years not preaching because you understand your purpose of coming to church to serve God. Amen. That I have been created for one purpose and that purpose is for me to raise my hands and praise God and serve him with my whole heart. So we need to understand that. You know, sometimes when you don't understand the purpose of something, then you end up abusing that particular thing. So we need to understand why we get married. Understand why we've got children. Understand why we've got parents. Understand why you are called a daddy at home. It's for a particular purpose. And above that, you need to understand there is a higher purpose in God's kingdom. The message, the voice of the sign, of the sign, preached 1964-03-21, paragraph 6-7, and I quote, Moses, no one else could take his place. Right. I want us to, just to be there a little while. Moses understood his own place. And he understood that no one else can be Moses. Maybe a name can be given somebody as Moses, but the character of Moses. Moses as an individual, there will never be somebody like him. He understood that. And he had faith in God, and he understood that who he is in God's kingdom. He says no one else could do the job. He was ordained to do it. So Moses, because he understood that he has to do that particular job, and he did it the best of his knowledge. No, there is a quote that I've read about Martin Luther King. He says, if you are a sweeper in the street, you have to be the best sweeper. Amen. And the people should say they once lived a best sweeper in a particular street. Amen. So whatever that you are doing, you have to be committed and be consistent and do it with the best that you could do. Amen. Saints, we need to be consistent. Not only in church, if you are at work, you have to do your best. Amen. You are a child of God. Above what you are doing, you are a Christian. Amen. As a child of God, people, you have to be an example. Not in church, but at work, they have to see excellency in you. Amen. You know that that one cannot be late. You are not pleasing your boss. You are pleasing the almighty God. I'm saving God where I am. So I want to be like that. If I'm a sweeper, let me be the best sweeper. 
If I'm a farmer, let me be the best farmer that you can ever see. Whatever that I'm doing, I do it with all my heart. Understanding that I'm a child of God. That gives me faith. And faith in God. So that is the secret. Whatever that I do, I commit it to the almighty God. And whosoever that says, and above everything that I do, I'm a Christian there. I know that when God, when people look at what I'm doing, they need to see God in what I'm doing. They need to see him, not me. And brethren, sister, if you got eternal life, you were ordained to do a certain thing, maybe a good housewife. Come on. Not to be somebody, what do they call them? Celebrity or whatever that people need to be seen. If you are called to be a housewife, be the best housewife ever. Even the neighbors has to speak about you. Say how? We have never seen somebody like her. Don't be something else. Because if you become, if God called you to be a housewife and you become something else, that is going to be a big confusion. And the Lord is not the author of confusion. So above your calling, let us see that, understand that you are a child of God and there is a purpose with your own life. Uh, brothers, the young ones, when you get married, above the sister that you choose or above the brother that you choose as a sister, understand only one thing. Above the wife that God has given me, there is a God of heaven. Amen. There is a testimony that I have to give it to the people. Amen. There is a purpose with my own life that people have to see that there is a God above everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he calls you to be a preacher. You become, you give it your best. Yeah, I see the pastor all the time. I say the man is giving. Every Wednesday, every Sunday. That's what, it is the purpose of God. Amen. He understands that he's not doing a favor for any other man. Amen. And you understand, you don't get tired. Yeah. Right. When you do something for God, you don't get tired. Amen. You understand the purpose of God. You don't get tired of doing that. Then he preaches on a Sunday. He preaches on Wednesday. That is the purpose in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. So certain things we need to go beyond what we are doing and go into the kingdom of God and understand that we are the children of the almighty God. And I'm not the pastor. I'm not to so ever that is there. I am myself in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then you will do things day and night without getting tired. Yeah. Amen. Then you will serve whatever that you are doing. But if you are just doing for other people, when that person is not there, then you come late to work. I know that, hey, he's not here. He can't, nobody will tell me. Yeah. But a child of God doesn't do that. Mm. He doesn't do that. Mm. He knows that there is a God. God is my boss. Yeah. Not a human being. 
I have to do certain things because I understand that I serve the Almighty God here. So there is a purpose here. Maybe a good housewife, maybe something else, but nobody can take your place. God has made you a place. Don't try to take somebody else's place. That is carnal impersonation. See, shows there is something wrong with you. Be what you are. Just exactly don't be nothing else. Don't be nothing else. Just be a child of, a simple child of God. A written epistle read of all men. When people pass, they read a written epistle with your own life. You don't have to tell them. Hallelujah. You don't have to tell people. You are a written epistle and be what you are in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. The message Christ is the mystery of God's revealed paragraph 102, preached 1963, July the 28th. Brother Brenham says, Now God's secret mystery he had before the world began. Now back in the back part of God's mind, there was something that he was trying and was going to achieve. He had a motive in doing it in order to let himself be expressed. Expressed in a human in in in, 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 in in human flesh. So we all know that God He cannot be here come here. God is a spirit, he cannot come here, he will come through a human being. So he will come and express himself. We can be able to see God in human flesh. God speaking to his own people, God fellowshipping with his own people. That's what God liked in the book of Genesis. They say now, right, always God wanted to come and speak to his own children. He liked the fellowship. He liked to be amongst his own children. He always came and then he spoke to Eve and Adam and then they were there, they were fellowshipping together and it pleased God. And even today, God needs hearts of men. He needs bodies that he can be in and fellowship. Hallelujah. So he wants to express himself. That is the mystery of God. Now the message fellowship, he says here, I have one thing that is to please Christ. And his weight. That's my purpose in life. One thing that I want to please him. To please Christ is that he has to express his own purpose in my own life. So that's why I say when you understand your purpose in God's kingdom, then you're not going to be tired. You, you, you will understand that you will not be tired. No. Yes. We first came into the message sometimes, then we were there, and we were working, and then we were asking prayers. Say, hey, sometimes on Sunday, it's not good to work. So me, God, made sure that every Sunday I'm in church, not to come and preach and do any other thing, and he made sure, and then today I'm very grateful, Pastor 
I'm very grateful. That is why every Sunday I'm in church. It doesn't matter what. I will be in church. And that was my prayer that I asked God. And I'm very grateful in my heart that I said, whatever that you give it to me, even if it is a job or whatever that you give it to me, let it be that on Sunday I want to be in the house of God and raise my hands and do that. For many years, God has honored me there. He has done it and I'm grateful for that. One thing for sure is that, and I will not sit and do any other thing on Sunday, I will come here. Hallelujah. Now, the message absolute, 62 December the 30th, 332 paragraph, and he says, I want to tell you something. He had a purpose in saving me. He didn't save you for just for saving you. He had a purpose in saving me. He had a purpose in saving you. And I'm determined by his will to do it. Not to add to it or take away from it. Revelation 22:19 if you want to put that down he says whatsoever take away it I am determined I'm fixing to leave the church and you know that and so I'm determined to remain with this gospel as long as I live by the help of God Remember here is grace There were millions dying in sin when he saved me. Who was I that he should save? He had a purpose saving me and I'm determined to carry out that purpose. So we need to be determined with our own lives and make sure that we carry out the purpose of being saved. Millions of people, the gospel came and it passed. Some they heard, some they didn't even hear it. So you were privileged to understand. The gospel came and you understood it. And God revealed himself to you for a particular purpose. So you need to carry out that purpose without getting tired of it. Serve him with your own life. He had a purpose of saving you. Actually, not only saving you, for you to be born, God had a purpose with your own life. God saved your own great, great grandfather. He saved him for you to be expressed today. For you to be manifested today. So actually, your great-great-grandmother and great-great-father, they were lucky that it happened because they carried a seed. And that seed were you. So there were, there were, there were, there were diseases. There were wars and battles. People were dying. And God, because he knew that in 2021, there has to be brother so and so, he saved your great, great, great grandfather because of you. 
not because of any other thing. If you can understand that, that you are so important in God, there were people that they were saved because of you. Even the city that you are staying in, it was saved because of you. For you to be expressed this morning. And if you've got that in God, that God can save everyone else, and he's saved because of you, then when you do something in God, you must have faith in him, that he is capable. You can have faith in God. Now, Brother Bram says now, if we can't have just faith in divine healing, what more about rapture? Always when I think is that people need to have faith in God. Whatever that you do, you commit it to God and God will never disappoint you. That I'm a witness. God will never, ever disappoint you. And God will never make people laugh at you. When things go, they don't go your own way. There is only one thing. Sometimes any other person can say, this is not going to work. If you prayed about it, only God that I go with him and God alone that I've got trust and faith in him that this is going to work. We have to believe in him. How can that be? Other people, they are just there because of you. The company that you work for, the reason that is still existing, it's because of you. I you don't see it. God wanted you to be there. In that, in that 2021, you have to be there. It cannot be, it, it cannot, that company cannot go anywhere until you are there and they can see that the brother is there. It's because of you. You need to be proud of that. You don't understand that. Brother Brenham says there was a young man that was a slave and then he was taken into Europe and this man walked very differently. We cannot be like saints as children of God and walk as if with our faces down. And un- We cannot do that. We are the sons and daughters of the almighty God. The reason that this earth is still standing is because of us here. So we need to understand that. So we, we, we cannot be that way. Hallelujah. And, and, and whether these things, they come and go, God is with us. Nothing will happen until God is finished with your own life. And when God is done with me, praise God. I'll go in peace. It's, but I'm not going to die. If God, if God is not yet my time, I'm not going anywhere. There is no way. I'm, the devil can do whatever that he does. I'm not going anywhere. The same to you. You are a child of God. You are going nowhere. You are going no. So if, if you know very well that my life is in God's hand, if God says I'm going to live, why are you afraid then? Why do you worry? Then you need to be like David and say, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Though we are walking the shadow of death, then I will fear no evil. I will fear nothing. So this man understood that as long as I've got a purpose to serve God's children, I'm going nowhere here. Hallelujah. 
He says, he is saved and I'm determined to carry out that purpose. And do it. That's why I say, if you understand that your purpose in God and your purpose in, in general in life, then you do things with faith. The message preached in 1965, December 05, and Brother Brenham says, things that are to be. Paragraph 32. Now, the only way that you can be a son and daughter of God, because you have to be, you have eternal life. And there is only one form of eternal life, and that is God's life. Only one form of eternal life. That was God. There to be a son of God. You had to be in him always. The gene of your life, spiritual life tonight or this morning, was in God, the Father, before there was even a molecule. See, and you are nothing but a manifestation of the gene of life that was in God as a son of God. As a son of God. And then he continues, he says here, in the message, who is this Melchizedek? Priest, 1965, February the 21st. Brother Brenham says, I quote here. Being eternal with him at the beginning, the eternal life that you had, he thought of what you was. Only he wanted you to. He wanted me to stand in the pulpit. Say he wanted you to sit in the seat tonight or this morning. Then we are saving his eternal purpose. When we are here, we are saving his eternal purpose. The one that left the home only come to earth to serve his purpose. Is that right? All right. Then after it is finished, it is brought back in a glorified state. It is matured and brought back again. Now, Paragraph 118, no wonder Paul could say, when they was building a block to chop his head off, he said, oh death, where is your sting? You know where we read in Acts chapter 14, the Bible says they came, people were there, they stoned this man until they thought he was dead. But Paul knew in his own heart he still has something to do. He had the gospel to preach. He's not going to die. It doesn't matter what they thought. They said they stoned him until they thought when they left that he was dead. But it was not yet time for Paul to die. Anyhow, Paul says, even if I die, I die in Christ. It is God's time, then it's fine. I served his purpose, but if the purpose of God is not yet fulfilled with his own life, he's going nowhere. He says, oh, death, where is your sting? And oh, grave, where is your victory? 
but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. He said, Dad, tell me where can you make me holler? Grave, tell me how you going to hold me, for I am a, pro, a possessor of eternal life. Amen. Amen. He recognized it. Death, hell, grave, nothing could hold him and nothing can hurt us. God, eternal life. He realized he was blessed with eternal life. Just like a little dewdrop. If I understand, I don't know too much about chemistry, but it must be that it is the congealing of humidity or atmosphere, and when the night gets cold and dark, it falls from the heavens and drops upon the ground. It is fell from somewhere, but the next morning before the sun comes up, it's laying there, the little fellow shivering, but just let the sun come up, watch it to go shining. It is happy. Why? The sun is going to call it right back to where it come from. And that is the way with a Christian. Hallelujah. We know when we walk in the presence of God, something in us tells us that we come from somewhere and we are going back again by the power that is pulling us somewhere. And we can say like Abraham that we are pilgrim and we are strangers on this earth. We are looking for a city whose builder and maker is none other than God himself. And when you know that you are a pilgrim, you do things knowing that I belong in a particular country. I'm not here to stay. There is a country, there is somewhere where I belong. I'm not going to end up here. Here, I'm here for temporarily. I'm going somewhere. I need to work for somewhere where I'm going. Understand the purpose of God. We are here temporarily. And we walk by faith. And, and, and that is why, I mean, he says now, we are pilgrim here and strangers. We are seeking for a city whose builder and maker is God himself. Amen. Now, let us understand why God called us. And why God want to achieve, what God wants to achieve with our own lives. He want to achieve something. Now, Brother Brenham says, message influence, 1963, November the 14th, paragraph 63. And I quote, and we mustn't try to, to impersonate anyone. Just be what you are. See? That is the way God made you. Never fashioned yourself. And remember, as much as we ministers would like to take Billy Graham's place, we cannot do it. Neither can Billy Graham take our place. See, we, each one has something to do. Common little fellow here that may be a genator, the little woman that may be a housewife, the greatest minister on the face of the earth today could not take your place. You, God, had a purpose in making you what you are. And you just serve God in that way that he made you. See, 
I think it will just do that. The wheels will roll a lot easier. Very easier. The reason that sometimes we've got so more difficulties is that because we are not in our own places. We have not discovered our purposes in God's kingdom. If we can discover that, life will be much more easier in whatever that we are doing. It will be nothing but a blessing. Hallelujah. Sometimes we battle much, yeah? We do certain things that they are against God's will. They are not in the purpose of God. That's why the Bible says there is a law that a man can plan. You can plan. There is nothing. There is much that in your heart you can plan. But if it's not in God's purpose, then you are going to go against the wall. It's not, it's not supposed to be that way. When you are in God's will and in God's purpose, you discover the purpose of your life in God and things need to line up and be aligned in what you are doing. 1964, the unveiling of God, Brother Brennan says, don't try to be a Moses. Don't try to be an Aaron. Don't. Just be who you are and but be a Christian above that. Be what you are. If you are Peter, be Peter. The reason why there was a harmony is that Peter understood his own ministry. Paul understood his own ministry. John understood his own ministry. And sometimes Brother Brenham says, God, can, you can be there. And then this man called John the Baptist, he was in the wilderness for 30 years. And God was preparing for something that he comes and preaches for only six months. And that's God. That's what God wants. And it's enough for God. And your life is finished. And then God takes your life away. Whether you die being five years old, 21 years old, 30 years old, and God's purpose has been fulfilled with your own life, and it's fine. You're not going to live with fear. We cannot do that. We cannot allow the devil to rule our own life. And the only weapon that the devil is using is fear. What if? What if? As much as what if things can go wrong, what if things goes right? Why do you choose what things goes wrong while there is a possibility, there is a law, what we call the law of duality. If there is a night, there has to be a day. If there is a a sun, there has to be a moon. If there is a left hand, there has to be a right hand. So if there is a possibility that things can go wrong, there is always a possibility also that things can go right. So we cannot, as the sons and the daughters of God, always and think things will go wrong. We cannot be in that situation. There is a God here that we serve. So you don't have to be Aaron. Aaron 
understood his ministry. When they were back in Egypt, he understood. I will listen to um, the prophet Moses. You know, the, the Bible is so clear. When, when God says to Moses, you will be God to Aaron, Aaron didn't have a problem. He understood his ministry. That, oh, it's fine. I will hear whatever that Moses says, I will listen to him. And this man was, oh man, he, 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 he served under Moses and he was a happy man. Hallelujah. So he, he didn't try to be somebody else. Amen. Amen. Now, the super sign, 63, November the 29th, 172, paragraph, and I quote. Now, you all can be, you, you all can't be that one, but you can be a part of that with your faith. 173. All of them couldn't be a Jesus. When they were on earth, but they could believe him and accept his message. There was one Moses. There was one Elijah. There was one Noah. On down, always being dead. But the rest of them could accept it. And there is one prophet in our age. That is William Brenham. They all believe his own message. Nothing else. There will never be any other William Brenham. There was only one William Brenham. And they will have no ministry unless there had to be somebody believing in it. Jesus will have had no ministry unless somebody else believed it. Paul will have no ministry unless somebody believed it. The message, I'm the resurrection and life. 63 also, November the 18th. Paragraph 62. Then I quote, now, Brother Brenham, I think he was in a sort of a funeral here. He says, now this little cold frame laying here, I think he's referring to a body. None of us can say, but what he is part of this great economy of God's creation. He is part of God's creation. He is a man, a human being that God created. He lays Sleeping now. Now, the thing of it is, if he served God's purpose in his life, then there is got to be a resurrection for Garnet. There's no way of getting around it. This is not the end of Garnet. Well, we've all got to take this route through life. We come in from the darkness and enter the same death. Or enter the same way, and every one of us, some way or other, are going through the shadow, the value of the shadow of death. But the thing we are put here for, like the world, Jesus said, you cannot serve God and Mammon. Mammon is the world, can't serve God and the world at the same time. 65. We have our choice. We can be gematized by God by his Holy Spirit, and we have eternal life. If we don't, when, when we die, that's it. 
we are ready for the judgment, then why didn't we do it? Then the punishment that follows that for rejecting it. He says in 66, but I am so happy as far as I know within the reach of my understanding. By the word of God and by the witness of the Holy Spirit, this boy met that condition. He's referring to Garnet. Now, Garnet now is there in a casket. And the brother Brenham says now, today as we have gathered here, this young man, he's there, and I know he served his own purpose. So one day it will happen. It will not be brother Garnet, it will be me or you. There is no other way. We need to understand that we serve God for a particular purpose. And the same message that we are preaching here, the same message that we are believing today, it will be the same message that will take us to God. He was a staunch Christian. He served God's purpose. Maybe it was for a short time. But God sometimes trained men for yes to get a few days of service out of him. He can train you for many years and only few years to get what he wants out of you. John the Baptist was 30 years by himself in the wilderness for six months of service. 30 years in training. Only six months in service. And the training wasn't so easy. eh? Training. It has never been easy. He was right there in the wilderness. He didn't have friends in the wilderness. He didn't have somebody cooking for him here. He was eating the locusts and everything there. He was saving God's purpose. I think also John, his own parents, they had, uh, they, they had plans about his own life. They wanted John to go to school like any other children. They had plans about his own life, but God had his own purpose about his life. So let us allow God to take, uh, to, 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 uh, let us discover our, our purposes and God's purpose in our own lives. We mustn't be like the Joneses or be like whosoever that we see there. We need to go to God and say, I want to understand. I want to discover what is, what is the purpose in my own life? What is, what's your purpose in my life? Hallelujah. So John had 30 years training. Hallelujah. Then we can't be crying if we've got some few years training and then you say, hey, yeah, no, it has been long. This man, 30 years training. What about Abraham? Some many years training also. And only a few, few months, six months, then he was for the service of God. Jesus Christ was 30 years old for three years of service for this crucifixion. So he took 30 years also going through training, only three years, three and a half years. Hallelujah. God thanks men, bring them up. It is his purpose, time with men. I just want to dwell a little bit on this training. 
He takes many years. God takes many years training his own people. Many years. And they are not, they are not so nice. Mm-mm. They are not so... They are, you see, the Bible says after Jesus was... The Bible says now after being baptized by John, he says the Spirit took him into the wilderness to be tested. So he didn't take himself into the wilderness. It was not his choice, but it was the purpose of God. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, when he entered his owner, then he took him into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. And he was alone. See, God now wants you to be alone, to be tested alone. Hallelujah. You'll be tested alone. So he took him, not with any other person, himself. And sometimes God likes that to take. He's not satisfied when you still have somebody with you. Remember when he, he, he called Abraham also. And Abraham, the Bible says, now he took his own father, Sarah. He took his, his cousin's lot and everybody was with him. And he didn't please God. And that is why there was a commotion now along the way. Sometimes God causes this commotion for us to separate. It's God for God's purpose. The commotion starts there. It wasn't the devil, but God was not pleased that he's got other people here. And believers or make believers, they were there. And then he wanted Abraham and Abraham alone. Then there was a commotion. Then there has to be a separation now. Now, he says here, Brother Brenham, now, time is with man. Eternity is with God. I believe that God brought this little boy here on earth for a purpose. And if you notice the ride in the time of his sickness and things, this struck him for a purpose. You understand that? Now, Brother Brenham says, this young brother of us here, he says that the sickness came to him, his own life, and it struck him for a particular purpose. He brought him on this earth for a purpose. And the sickness came and struck him for a purpose. God could have made the boy sound and well. But what did he do instead of taking his, of taking his life? He let him get up where he wasn't going to die. And neither did uh, polio kill him. He didn't die by polio. No other disease killed him. That that, that we prayed over, he and I, and the rest of the Christians here around Capsonville that prayed for him, it never, that never did it, see? So this polio, and then when the unbelievers, they thought, no, it's polio that killed him. But Brother Brenham says, we prayed with him. This polio didn't kill this man. All the Christians and the believers, they came together, and he was a son of God. They prayed together, and polio didn't take his life. It was the purpose of God, and it was now God's time that he has to take him home. What is Brother Brenham trying to say there? You are not being killed by any disease. You go home because it's time. So even if the doctors declared that this brother was killed by polio, he says it cannot be because we prayed for him. He says, I and him we prayed, and the believers around that were with him, they prayed for the disease. 
It cannot be that the disease will kill him. It cannot be that the devil will overcome the prayer. It cannot be. So it was time when he died. So we cannot give Satan the glory here. When it's time, it is time for me to go. Don't ever give glory to the devil. It cannot be. He says, that never did it. 71, he says, it was Garnet's time to go. It was his time to go. He must. He had served his purpose. He come to Christ being dramatized. What if he would have died before his time? Polio drove him to God. He was to be a, a, a tobacco auctioneer. What he had in his mind, that wasn't his, his, his purpose at all. We knew that his purpose was to be a Christian boy. Although he was, he says now, now a tobacco auctioneer, somebody said, maybe seven, 75 years from today, if, he will, he, if the world should, should stand that long, Garnet, he was a great auctioneer. Maybe that's all the minister could have said at his funeral. He was a great auctioneer. But what can we say today? He is a Christian. As an auctioneer without a gem of life, just a memory of that generation, he will be gone among a few men. Now he's amongst the immortals. He's got to come forth in the resurrection. There is no way to keep it from it. He has to come. For he served his purpose. He was gematized with the Holy Spirit of God of eternal life laid within the boy in so much that if, if he said, if I know, the last time I spoke to him, he said, I knew that could be well strong like these other boys running up and down the road here with my rod my hot rod running up and down the roads and drinking and would not, not know this death I know. He said, I wouldn't swap this for 10,000 lives like that. A young 18-year-old boy, fine, handsome-looking young man will probably be a regular target for the devil. Paragraph 75, but God had to throw him in that state to get out of him, to serve the purpose. Look at his patience, his testimonies among you neighbors. Look what he was, what, how little life he has, has spoke to many of you that at the day of judgment without death, his, little, his life will testify right back against you. He was an example of what God wanted with him. He served God's purpose. Amen. God can do anything that he wants. It reminds me of a story that Brother Brenham says there was a particular shepherd and then he had his own sheep. He was looking after the flock and this shepherd was very worried because there was some, one of the sheep that he thought that he can survive on his own. He was doing things and thinking that he can survive, he can feed himself, he can go and get the water himself, he can do any other thing himself. They say one day this shepherd, he went to that sheep. He broke the, the leg of the sheep. Amen. And the people that were looking at the shepherd, they say such a cruel shepherd. But Brother Brenham says he wanted to show the sheep 
that when he cannot be able to go and feed himself, that he not, cannot go and get water for himself, and the Lord will come and be the, and the offer Jairah to the sheep. And he will provide for him. And he wants to show the sheep that he is Jehovah Jireh. So the shepherd did that. Deliberately, he broke the sheep's leg. So that the sheep will not be able to go around and make sure that he can do things for himself. So that is why then Brother Brenham says, sometimes God does that to his own children. Because he sees that you are full of yourself. You forget that there is God of heaven. And you think you can survive on your own. You can undermine any other thing that is called of God. And God will break your food. You will find yourself in a situation where God wants you to depend on him. And him alone. He will take any other thing away from you. So that you can have trust in him. And that is God. And he does things his own way. The message, why little Bethlehem, paragraph 5, preached in 1963, December the 14th. Brother Brennan says, and I quote here. Even nature everywhere speaks of him. Referring to the Lord himself. And nature is a great testimony in another way. That is, that we cannot have this resurrection life unless it serves God's purpose. If you don't understand the resurrection, you don't want to read the Bible, look at nature. It will teach you that there is resurrection. Now, if a seed is planted and that seed is gematized, it brings forth a new flower. But it, if it is not gematized, it will not bring forth a new flower if it doesn't serve God's purpose. Yet, not just because it's a flower it rises, it's because it serves God's purpose. That is the reason the, the sun rises. It is because it serves God's purpose. And we rise when we serve what? God's purpose. So the reason why there is a sun is the sun doesn't go rise and set and it's today and it's tomorrow and people just go up and down. They don't understand that there is a purpose why God does, does those things. The message I know, priest 1960, April the 17th, paragraph 41. Going to close now. Brother Brenham says, Satan could not take them. He could not drown Noah, even if he wanted to. He could not drown Noah in the flood until the purpose of God has been finished. He could not burn up the, chil- the Hebrew children until the purpose of God had been finished. He could not do that. He could not kill Job with boils and troubles until the purpose of God had been finished. He cannot kill Job. Job will, he he cannot do that. Just imagine if Job was killed by whatever these boils and whatever that, then the purpose of God could have been defeated. But he could not kill them. He says he could not, he, he could not kill them. And he says, neither could the lions 
eat Daniel until God's purpose has been finished. They, they cannot. Neither could death and old age take Abraham until the purpose of God had been finished. And neither can he take you or can he take me until the purpose of God of our life is finished. So we gather from that consolation. It couldn't have happened to David. When David, this king Saul was looking and chasing him, wanted to kill him, he, he, it couldn't have happened. Whatever happened to the, even if he found David, he couldn't have killed David. Because God had a great purpose for David's life. It cannot happen. Hallelujah. So that is why now the Hebrew children, any other person, God, it cannot happen. And he says here, in the message, the seven church ages, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close now. I'm going to close. I've got only two quotations here, and then I'm, I'm closing. The seven church ages, and then in 1954, May the 12th, Brother Brenham says, John, his test, destiny was met like this. He was caught and boiled in a, a vat of grease for 24 hours of hot boiling grease and without any harm coming to him. Now, think um, the John that they are talking about is John the Revelator. The John that appears in the book of Revelation. Brother Brenham says, I think there is this history, they call it the book of Matthias. Yes. If you go and read the book of Matthias, it's a history book, they will tell you about the life of John. That they took him. They took out his eyes. They, they got a grease or an oil that was boiling. Imagine oil, just a little bit of a fish oil. Uh, sisters at home that it burns you here. And the sisters, we, we all, you know how. But they say the oil was, was, was boiling. And they took John the Revelator, they put him inside. And then when you read the book of Matthias, it says it never, he never felt anything. He had a purpose. If there was no purpose about his own life, he could have been dead. So what I want to tell you, saints, is that you must not worry about death. You must not worry about any other thing. You must just find out what is the purpose of your life in God's kingdom. For 24 hours, they took him out of that boiling grease. He, He didn't have any harm. It cannot happen. But anything that is impossible with people is possible with God. Pandemics can come. It's not for the first time. The Bible says, whatever that is happening, it happened before. Anything that happens under the sun is not new. It's new to us, but it happened. And God protected his own people. Even this morning, they will come, they will give them names. It's nothing but demons. 
God will protect his own people. Even if God takes one of us, we still have to rejoice. It is not because of COVID. It's because of his God's time to take you to heaven. He will be protecting you from something that maybe if I live further, maybe I will end up doing things that I will embarrass him. And God will, in his own sovereign grace, protect his own testimony by taking me home and protecting his gospel. And I'm standing here this morning. I say, if it happens with me, God wants to protect his own gospel and let it be. Not because of a particular disease or not because of an accident. I will not die because of an accident. I will not die because of a disease. I will go because it is time. So God is with us. He's in us. And God doesn't die. God is eternal. If we believe that God is in us, then we are not going to die. We are just going to pass, and then we are going to heaven. We are going to live eternally. Don't worry much here. And they put him on the aisle and commonly believed as him as a witch. He bewitched the degrees so it wouldn't bend him, they said. That is unbelievers. They say, no, John is a witch. They, but, but if they take any other witch that they know is a witch, they put him into that grease, he will die. I mean, they, 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 they said he is a witch, he bewitched the grease. But if they take their own witches, they are not going to survive for 24 hours. Not even 24 hours, 30 minutes, they are not going to survive in that boiling grease. That is the devil always. He will never accept. We'll always have something for the people to tell them that it is not God, it's because he's a witch. They said, because it was the power of God, you can't boil the Holy Spirit out of a man. Why? So they tried to boil it out of him, but God wouldn't permit it. And he had a work for him to do. And until God was finished with this man, there is nothing in the world that can bother him. That's all. Amen. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. You have to be here. And don't despise where God has got you. Don't despise your position in the kingdom of God. Wherever you are, be a shining light. When you are at work, when you are at school, wherever you are, ensure that you are a shining light. Because God put you there for a particular purpose. God gave you that job. God put you in that school. God put you in anywhere you are. God put you in that neighborhood 
not for a fun. God made you to be able to afford to stay where you are staying, not because you can, because God wants you to be an example. There's a day of judgment. Your neighbors will come there, and then you'll, your life will judge them. So let us understand and discover that above everything that God has blessed us with, there is a purpose of God. We have to serve that purpose, not ourselves. Let us sing a worshiping song. And our dear and precious pastor is coming. May God richly bless you.
the Lord of Lords. Let's go one more time. Let's go one more time. Hosanna. Let's go one more time. Come on, church. Let's see it one more time. Come on, let's see Sir Sharon. Hosanna, Hosanna. Can we see it one more time, musician? Let's sing it one more time. Hosanna to the Lamb that broke the seals. Hosanna to our Redeemer. Hosanna to the King of Kings. for a purpose you were made for a purpose he died for a purpose he rose for a purpose you are here for a purpose you live for a purpose you are a product of a purpose hallelujah oh we thank our lord i'm a son of a king oh yes i'm a son of a king let's worship him under this atmosphere, let's be saturated by his presence. Oh, yes, I'm a son of a king. Oh, How many agree? Oh, <laughs> Oh 
What a message of the King. Amen. This is the gospel that we believe. A gospel that identifies who you are. You know, when, when the true gospel is being presented, it elevates you above your challenges. It elevates you above your fears. It elevates you above your challenges. If you came to church being afraid of a witch, you turn around and say, witch, ah, you are nothing. Because there's been an elevation. Ah. That, that's the gospel that I want. Amen. I will praise him. I will praise him. I will. Let's just praise him. There's just a sweet aroma of his presence. I will praise him. Praise him. You don't know it. Oh, okay. I will teach you next time. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Shall we bow our heads? If you have need in your heart, you may indicate by raising your hand so that we remember you in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we were made for a purpose. It was not an experimentation. You had a great purpose when you created us. Dear God, even our calling was based on a purpose. Our salvation was based on a purpose. Our natural lives were based on a purpose. Our roles in life were based on a purpose. And this morning, dear God, as our brother was speaking about discovering God's purpose in our lives, some of us, we felt a nudge in the spirit that this is your God-given purpose to be a child of the king and to live like royalty upon the face of the earth. We come before you rejoicing. There's been many times, dear God, where we went through the storms of life. But Heavenly Father, despite that, this morning we are standing. It is not by our intellect, it's not by our ability, it's because your purpose has never been defeated. I know people in the building, doctors made pronouncements on them, but those pronouncements never became a reality. It's not because doctors were wrong, doctors were right, but unfortunately they could not see that there was still a purpose to be realized. And this morning, dear God, it brings joy to know that sickness will not take us out, to know that a gunshot will not take us out, to know that nothing will take us out until your purpose in our lives has been fulfilled. Dear God, help the believers this morning to understand their God-given purpose and more so to embrace their God-given purpose Dear God, one purpose that I know, every believer in the building, you had purposed it for them to overcome Satan. It is their purpose, Heavenly Father. You purposed it, dear God, that they should be happy. You purposed it that they should be healthy. If there is a sickness in the building right now, 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we approach your throne of grace and we speak to that sickness and bind to that sickness and declare that sickness to be completely healed in the name of Jesus Christ. If there is a problem in the building that seemed impossible to resolve, right now we approach your throne of mercy as the bride of Jesus Christ. We make a pronouncement that that problem has been resolved. If there is any need whatsoever it may be, however way it may seem impossible, but now, dear God, we are in the zone where all things are possible to them that believe, and we declare now that we believe. And dear God, may all the requests in the building right now, as I present them before the altar, may the Holy Spirit move upon those requests. May the Holy Spirit make those requests to be a reality. May they be a testimony when we come next time, where somebody say, I came to the house of the Lord, and I heard the minister preaching about a purpose, and a prayer was said over my request, and God granted my request. Dear God, there is nothing impossible to you. All things are possible, dear God. Right now, I've got, dear God, the audacity of faith to know, dear God, that you will meet the believers at their point of need. Dear God, we are saying a prayer. Your prophet said prayer is the most powerful weapon. He says it can even change the mind of God. When Ezekiel was told he was going to die, he prayed a prayer and you change your mind, dear God. When the pronouncement was made over Sister Weber, she prayed and you made a change of mind. This morning, dear God, you can change your mind about certain situations, about certain conditions. That is why we approach you by prayer and say, God, may you intervene. May you move the obstacles. May you move the elements. May the Holy Spirit have the preeminency. May the demons be bound. May Satan be bound. May every demonic activity be stopped. May you elevate the believers because we are the bride of Jesus Christ. Whatever we bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we set free here shall be set free in heaven. We set every man and every woman free right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind every spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are born for a purpose. We are a purpose driven group, dear God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray for our brother that you have used. Anoint him. Give him the revelation. We pray for him together with his family, his plans, his desires, his wishes. Dear God, whatever he needs, may you grant it, dear God. We pronounce blessings upon him. We pronounce blessings upon the ministers of this church. We pronounce blessings upon their families. May you grant them the revelation, dear God. May you open ways for them to bring, dear God, food in spiritual food in due season to feed the church of the the living God so that there should never be any spirit of fear among us so that everybody dear God can come into the realm of faith and know that my God is able to do the miraculous dear God when we leave this place Satan is upset we bind the spirits that cause demons on the road may the angel go before them as we move into the new week may the angel go before them they are going to open the ways to make approvals where approvals are needed. 
to make promotions where promotions are needed, to make appointments where appointments are needed, to declare healing where healing is needed. We say, may the angel go before us, dear God, the angel of the covenant. We thank you, dear God, as we commit this service back to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We had a blessed time. I don't need to ask you whether you were blessed. I know you were blessed. Amen. Amen. We were tremendously blessed. God bless you, Brother Mpanyana. God bless you, Brother Mkhavi. Isn't good to come to church and the Lord speaks? We thank the Lord. How many thank the Lord? Ah, we thank the Lord. How do we leave this place? We have to leave it with a thunder. You know, maybe we can say, give me that old time religion. It will make the devil run for cover. How many believe in the old time religion? Give me that old time religion. Oh, let's just sing and thereafter you will be dismissed. We had a our, I'm tremendously blessed. I listened to Brother Mklavi preaching last week. I was blessed. Brother Mbayana preached. I'm, ble- I'm blessed by local ministers. We love visiting ministers, but we are still enjoying homebrew. Uh, turn around and say to your neighbor, we're enjoying homebrew. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it a sekai? Things that were cooked in the house. Amen. Aye, this is good. Let's 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 just sing and then thereafter you'll I think you'll give us this one and one more and then you go your way till we see you next Sunday. This evening seven o'clock. I'm just this evening seven o'clock I'm just having a session with the young people. Virtually, I will send you the, out the link. We just want to speak about the blessing of remaining in the message of the hour. It's more of my personal testimony that why I will never leave the message of the hour. So it's this evening at 7 o'clock. Amen. So uh, we, we enjoy. It's as if we can have another second service. Amen. Let's, let's sing and then we go.
Oh! 
Thank you.